Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. We return now to the uh, original purpose of this podcast, which was to go through the Premier League seasons one by one. Mm. There's been a few people in our ears on Twitter bleating. Mm. Uh, because we haven't done any of these since like last December the reason is that we found them quite dull um, <laughs> and there was other things to talk about but you know this is what you want we'll go back to it we'll have a go at a couple of them see what happens we're looking at 2008-2009 um, and there's just a few bits that we can pick out highlights of the season what's interesting is looking back on the coverage of the time because um, we're not going to go through this chronologically like we used to, right? Nah, we'll just cherry pick. So the, the the headline thing is actually quite pertinent because it's the uh, cover image of our Twitter account. It's the famous incident with Phil Brown oh, taking yeah. his players out onto the pitch, his yeah. whole city players, to give them a dressing down on the pitch at half time in front of everyone when they were losing, right? Was that a whole match? Tra- yeah, it's, it says here in the outcome reading, which is on who ate all the pies.tv. Trading 4 0 at half time against Man City, a disgusted tan man, Phil Brown, who always mm. had a nice uh, ma- mahogany <laughs> sort of yeah. uh, sheen to him. Decided to upbraid his useless players out on the pitch. It's not the first time managers publicly humiliated his players, but it's become the most infamous. In the wake of this incident, Hull nosedived and only just pulled up in time to stay in the Prem. Can you spot the member of Hull's coaching staff who's clearly thinking, <laughs> what a dick? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can see it. But I don't know if the players were humiliated. I mean, if you're falling in at half time, everyone. This, this was not about humiliating the players because they'd have been sitting there thinking. He's the one looking like a dick. We don't look like dicks. He looks like a well, dick. Well, he had them sitting round cross-legged like school children. Yeah, I suppose so. So they looked a bit like dicks. But, but, um, he, but it was so clearly all about him. You know, Phil Brown's in the same category as your Alan Pardews of this world, isn't he? He's like a manager who's quite fond of himself. There's a little bit too much ego going on there. Yeah. Um, this was all well, about Brown's him. Phil quite funny though. He's quite yeah, self-deprecating he's all right. a bit when he gets interviewed. He, he realises he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Which I don't think Pardew does. No, maybe. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not slagging Phil Brown off but it was totally about him. Um, and, you know, that's it. Yeah, is that all we've got to say about that? Okay. It was a good, memorable moment. It's one of the most memorable Premier League moments, it I was. would say, ever. Not just of this season. Uh, another really memorable thing as well was the uh, the takeover of Manchester City uh, by the Abu Dhabi group. A uh, £210 million takeover with uh, Taksin Shanawatra, who mm. was later disgraced as some kind of criminal, I think. Um, but it happened really quickly and then I think it happened kind of the day before the transfer deadline because mm. then they just went batshit mental and signed up a load of players uh, David Villa 
um, the track signed Berbatov and they bought Rubinio for £32.5 million pound on transfer deadline. Yeah. This was a just kind of about when the transfer deadline had just been introduced as well. And I remember going down the pub back when I used to go to pubs mm. and it was on transfer deadline night and we walked into the pub, um, the Chesters in Sunderland, mm. nice pub, and um, on the screen it just came up, a flashing yellow ticker along the bottom, Rubinio goes to Manchester City for £32.5 million. And City were, you know... A, had Francis Lee been in charge or some other fella had no well this was just after this was um was it Bernstein Eric Erickson was already in charge with Mark that. Hughes was in charge oh Mark Hughes yeah. was in charge well, maybe it was Bernstein yeah no hang on yeah you had the Thai fella in charge and they'd already spent a load of money that was just when the Thai fella came in I thought the, this wasn't the, I the, the ones Rab- that were in charge now this was the this is I thought Rubinho was when the Arabs took over. I thought that was their first signing. And then they got rid of Hughes. Oh, shit, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so he'd already, he'd come in. Oh, God, we revived these episodes. He'd he'd hired Sven. Yeah. And they had had bought a lot of players, like foreign players who were decent. Like, um, there was a Brazilian called something beginning with E. But anyway, like, they had some... Didn't they sign Joe? Yeah, they signed Joe. Joe was not good. Yeah, he was shit. And then, like, a few other players who were sort of quite big names. And he did all right, Sven. He kind of turned them decent. Yeah. But then they got rid of him anyway, replaced him with Hughes. And then it was the day at Abu Dhabi took over. That's right. And they immediately, they took over. And on the same day, they signed Rubinho. And they tried to hijack, last minute, they tried to hijack Berbatov's transfer to Man U just as a sort of a statement of intent to fuck off Man U but it yeah. failed and it says they, they later had a bid for Kaka of £107 million yeah. accepted yeah, yeah. only for the Brazilian to decide he wanted to stay in Milan so that was when that all went batshit and it was quite amusing at first because mm. it was Manchester City and no one it was a weird thought that a club could just come from outside of the top four as it was at the time and just then yeah. stick their flag in it and go right we're yeah. the top dogs now. Mm. Um, but that's what I mean. It took them a few years. Yeah, took them a little while, didn't it? A couple more years before. Yeah, it didn't um, work out with Marcus. Did Stu Pierce take over? Mancini. Mancini it? took over from Hughes. Pierce had been there before Hughes. Then. Pierce had been there before. Pierce took over from Keegan. And then, I think it went Keegan, yeah. then Pierce, then Ericsson. Yeah. Then Hughes. Hughes was there at the beginning of the Abu Dhabi era. They got rid of him, replacing Mancini. Mancini won the league, but was never very popular or settled and then Pellegrini got the job yeah and, and then he won the league again and they won the league again with Pellegrini and then Guardiola has won it twice hasn't good it? so there we are that was good that Manchester is. City knowledge yeah but it was a, I mean it was a. this is a big moment this was a turning point in the history of the Premier League you can look back at that now and go that changed everything just as maybe six seven years before the arrival of Abramovich had changed everything because yeah. it disrupts it all, doesn't it? I mean, before that, you had basically Manchester United and Arsenal were, were the dominant two for years. Then Abramovich turned up yeah. and Chelsea kind of infiltrated that top three. And then when City did it, it was just... Um, that really was... Bi- I mean, that, that was bigger than anything Abramovich did. I mean, it changed Premier League to this day. Sure did. If anything... The biggest surprise is the fact that the top two has become City and Liverpool. Like, why is it that Liverpool 
have managed to be the other team in competition at the top. Well, yeah, that's it. They've bought players in, but they haven't spent. They haven't spent the same as City or the same as Chelsea have done in the past when Chelsea were doing that left, right, and centre, or even as much as Manchester United continue to do. Which suggests that Klopp might be the best manager in the world because he's done it on limited resources. Yeah, I think he might be. Two European European Cup finals in two years. Who would you rather have? Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola at Sunderland depends on how much money there is to spend I'd rather have Jurgen Klopp either yeah. way because there's something about Guardiola he's very egotistical mm. he loves the t- he loves the touchline sort of theatrics mm. I mean so does Klopp actually to be fair yeah and there's something about Klopp I'm not sure about there's a fellow on Twitter GL Sink who used to say you can imagine that Klopp's the sort of fellow that opens the door in the nude yeah, but that's. I mean, he's German. That's more of a German thing, though, rather than just. A Germans are very liberal about that sort of thing. Yeah, and you'd freak out. The doorbell rings go, and they almost undress. He just, goes, to, just to do what? it. Hey, Andy, great yeah. to see you. Just got his cap and glasses and nothing else on. Hey, Andy, great to see. You. What's the matter, Andy? Come on why, in. Why you? Why have you turned your back? Come on in. I've just fired up the hot tub. Jump yeah. in. <laughs> Please excuse my erection. We'll have schnitzels. <laughs> Please excuse my erection. I was just about to masturbate. But don't it's, worry, it's no problem. It's just bodies. It's just the human body. What's the matter? The English body is just the same as the German man's, I think. Really? Or maybe not. Maybe I don't know something. <laughs> maybe you should show me. <laughs> we'll find out yes or no. Oh, Andy, your penis is not hard and proud like mine. It is flaccid and pathetic. Is that why you were so nervous? <laughs> I mean, we are all animals after all, but perhaps you are a little animal, like a tiny frightened rabbit. Yes? Come on, Andy, relax. Would you care for some of this... Content sprinkle. I've, <laughs> I've just prepared. I've just had my fair line. Prepare some content sprinkle, <laughs> ready for your arrival. Oh no, thanks, Mr. Klopp. I'm, I'm trying to bit. I'm trying to not, you know, stay off the the fanning powder. <laughs> Go on, oh, just dab your finger into it. Just a little taste. taste. Just a tiny bit, Andy. It will not kill you. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and we're in Jurgen Klopp. Uh, speaking of. Um, Managers with a unique outlook on things. Joe Kinnear. Joe Kinnear somehow was given the Newcastle United job. Uh, yeah. Kevin Keegan had come in, of course, after Mike Ashley took over at Newcastle. Uh, Ashley sacked Allardyce quite quickly because I think it was what the Newcastle fans wanted. The fans never wanted Allardyce. Mm. So Allardyce didn't last. They brought back Keegan to bring back the feel good factor St. James's to the tune. Sam Allardyce has got no place in this club if you've got any knowledge of the history of this club and the philosophy that this club is built upon he's got no place here whatsoever he is the devil well it's not the Newcastle way is it so Keegan came back it didn't work out he fell out with uh, Mike Ashley because Ashley also brought in Dennis Wise in some kind of administrative role (laughs) to oversee transfers and stuff obvious but I think Joe Kinnear was involved I'll as well. one look at the place and I thought what we need here is an injection of proper London Wiley <laughs> Wiley business sense yeah <laughs> I thought there's one man for this job Dennis Wise <laughs> one name sprung into my mind immediately as the perfect administrator to oversee things <laughs> yeah. who's got a keen business mind <laughs> and knows a little bit about football I said Dennis, Dennis Wise. you don't know me 
<laughs> but this is Mike Ashley out of Sports Direct and that. <laughs> I need you to all come. Right. Uh, all right. Well, nice you... to meet you. <laughs> now. What can I do you for? You can skip the pleasantries, wise. I need, I'm going to level with you. I need you to be the chief executive of, of Newcastle United Football Club. Well, that's a Northern club, and I'm a Southerner. How's that going to work? Well, that's the trick, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm flipping things on their head. These Northern monkeys aren't going to know what hit them. Get up here, double quick. Bring your mum. Bring your mum and your best crockery. Now, listen, <laughs> you're going to want to get yourself a flash motor to turn up in. Right, so they fucking know we're not playing Put down games. A now go and buy yourself one. I'll pa- I'll reimburse you once you get up here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be there as quick as I can. What way is it, you silly monkey? Get on the North Circular, hit the M1, and keep fucking going. <laughs> You'll see it when you get there. It's like a cathedral on an hill. You can't miss it. Go past the Angel of the North and take a right. You'll see it. When you turn up, make sure you fucking beep your horn and do a bunch of skidding in the car park so they know that you're a proper company. Once you're there, just do whatever the fucking hell you like. Don't take any shit from anyone. Just put it this way, Wisey. You're fucking that or lucky that Sheridan's still fucking playing into his 40s or he'd have been fucking nailed on for this job. <laughs> so that was that upset Keegan. Um, and then uh, Keegan stormed out and uh, Joe Kinnear was given the job I think he was given the job permanently there wasn't even a caretaker element to it it was just like well, well Keegan's gone who can I get the job to any other companies around the place oh Joe Kinnear's been sitting over there for a while he can do it yeah. Joe how are you doing well my heart's not so good but you know <laughs> I'm a bit bored I'm keeping myself busy as much as I can Mr Ashley but I, I'll be honest I'm getting under the wife's feet a little bit. I'm not great with stairs. If there's any stairs involved in the job, I maybe can't do it, but... No now we've got a stair lift put in for your job. I'll have the office move from upstairs to downstairs. <laughs> you come and speak to your Uncle Mike. Those are the kind of f- problems I can fix. No problem. To be honest, Dennis is running most of things and his office is upstairs anyway, so you won't need to go and see him. <laughs> So uh, Joe Kinnear uh, had what's described as a legendary rant at the press in October. Yeah. Containing 52 swear words in uh, five minutes. Yeah. You're all cunts. You're a cunt. Yeah. You're a cunt. You're a cunt. He's a cunt. It was, he's, uh, his was, dad's a cunt because I know him. It, it was it Simon Bird of the Mirror who says, who are you? Simon Bird. Yeah, I've heard you're a cunt. Nah. Something like that. Yeah, he was identifying, <laughs> naming them. Oh, brilliant. Naming and shaming them. Um... <laughs> John Pigface, is it? Yeah, yeah another cunt. cunt. <laughs> Be very careful, Mr. Kinnear, about how you speak to us. We can make or break a career. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he uh, kind of lost his mind. Uh, well, he, years later, he turned up on TalkSport and um, he'd already... <laughs> He'd already, I think this was after he'd left. He came on once and he started mispronouncing the names of all the players. Yeah, Charles and Zogbia, he pronounced as Charles, Charles Zogbia. And it was like, Johan Kebab. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Johan yeah. Kebab. And he said, I mean, I don't know why people are giving me shit over it. 
I won, I won, I won Premier League Manager of the Year three times. Like, he, he never won <laughs> he it. Won Manager of the Month. He won Manager of the Month. But someone had given it to him and just obviously pretended. What's this thing? Yeah, well, what's your thought, Manager of the, uh, the Month? Right, like saying I'm the best manager in the country all year. Ever? Uh, yeah, 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 I thought so. Great. Another one. They gave me one an easy other month. <laughs> I've done it twice in one year. That's how good I am. Um, I'm reading a thing about his time at Newcastle, though. It was laughable, but it says he took 20 points from 18 league games, and then after he went, because he went, well, he's heart packed up, didn't he? He had a heart attack, and he had to quit. Wow. Uh, um, well, I'm not surprised. And then it's they took 14 points from 19 after he quit or was led away in an ambulance. Jalapeño. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. Joking me, I've got the transcript here. Have you? Uh, yeah, the following, this is from The Guardian. The following is an edited transcript of Newcastle interim manager Joe Kinnear's first official press conference yesterday. Joe Kinnear, which run is Simon Bird? <laughs> Simon yeah. Bird. Me? Jake, Joe Kinnear, you're a cunt. <laughs> Simon Bird, thank you. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe Kinnear, which one is Hickam? Brackets, Nile Hickam, football right for the Express. You are out of order. Absolutely <laughs> fucking out of order. If you do it again, I'm telling you, you can fuck off and go to another ground. I will not come and stand for that fucking crap. No fucking way. Lies. Wow. Fuck. You're saying I turned up and they fucked off? He'd said that he turned up and he'd written that the Newcastle players had just fucked off. Right. Uh, Simon Bird. No, Joe, you have read it. It doesn't actually say that. Have you read it? Oh, I fucking read it. I've oh, read it. I'm manager of the year, three times. Uh, I can I fucking read. I've read plenty. <laughs> Simon Bird. Uh, uh, Joe, yeah, Simon Bird. Have you read it? It doesn't say that. I knew you knew they were having a day off. Fuck off. Fuck off. It's your last fucking chance, Simon Bird. Have you read the copy? It doesn't say that you didn't know. What about the headline? You think that's a good headline? I didn't write the headline. You read the copy. You are negative bastards, the pair of you. <laughs> Simon Bird. So if I get a new job next week, would I take the first day off? No, I wouldn't. If I get a new job, should I call my boss and tell him I'm taking the first day off? Joking here. It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do? You ain't got the balls to be a fucking manager. 
fucking day off. Do I want your opinion? Do I have to listen to you? No, you can listen to who you want. I had a 24-hour meeting with the entire staff. A 24-hour meeting? Blimey, I've been in some long meetings. (laughs) Joe, you're only here six weeks. You could have done that on Sunday or Saturday night. No, 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 no. I didn't want to do it. I had some other things to do. (laughs) Yeah, he's got commitments. You know, he's got prior engagements. What? More important things? What are you? My personal secretary? Fuck off. <laughs> I'm reading this and I am feeling more sympathy for joking here, yeah. right? Because it is like that. It's like, tell us what you want. No, I won't fucking do. got other shit going on, cunt. Yeah. Right? Simon Bird, you could have done the meeting Saturday or Sunday. You could have had them watching videos. You could have organised them. I was meeting the fucking chairman, the owner, everyone else, talking about things. It is a valid point that was made in there. A valid point. I can't trust any of you. Then Hickam gets involved. Joe, no one could believe that on your first day at your new club, the first team players were not in. No one could believe it in town. Your first day in the office. My first day was with the coaches. I made the decision that I wanted to get as much information out of them. But why Monday? No one could believe it. I'm not going to tell you anything. I don't understand where you're coming from. You you are delighted that Newcastle are getting beat or in the state they are. Delighted, ain't ya? And so it goes on. Uh, he's, he's right. Yeah. You know, it is none of their business. It's just yeah. that whole it's how mythology he's, around... What, what he's saying is, I'm doing the job mm. that I was hired to do in the way that My I see wit. fit. That's what I'm being paid for. And it's not for journalists to turn up and say critique his day to day because like he's saying he's like they're not football managers and the, their their agenda was this man is here to replace Keegan who was the messiah and you better be fucking good fucking quick mm. otherwise but, you know, nobody wants you here it's like Steve Bruce again now yeah, yeah so yeah. you've been given the job nobody wants you to have the job so they will so pounce we'll, we'll on just, the first fucking yeah. problem and it's like at Chelsea like Mourinho was on TV last week and they said what do you think of the appointment of Frank Lampard and he said what Chelsea have done is buy themselves time mm. right which was a really good analysis of it because what he's basically saying is they've got problems because they've lost Hazard and they haven't been able to spend much money in the transfer market etc and so they've, they've got a real problem they almost know that whatever happens they're going to have a couple of fallow years ahead of them where yeah. they probably won't challenge for the title or the Champions League and he said but by hiring Lampard they bought themselves time because they know that the fans will give a legendary player not a long time but I would say that you always give a legendary player one extra season of shit like even Bilic he was no way near the legend at West Ham that Lampard is at Chelsea you know West Ham fans took an extra season to start thinking he's got to go than they would have done with Mm. someone like an Allardyce if you hire someone who is not popular with the fans or is just unknown to the fans you are yeah like you say you are under pressure to fucking succeed right away yeah different level I don't know if, if Lampard will get that long no I, I think, think I think they go got I think they got him spe- quick. specifically for his re- I mean it depends how bad I mean they're mid-table fine if they're suddenly like I mean you know there was a point I think maybe under Moyes where United dropped into the bottom half I think that's when you're in trouble and and the fans will turn Yeah. plus of course you know Chelsea's a different Chelsea have got a set of fans who because a lot of them are joined the club 
became fans of the club post Abramovich yeah. a lot of them will be spoiled and entitled just a little bit mm. so they might it's, turn quicker it's kind of similar with Newcastle because a lot of them came along when Keegan came along in mm. the first time so they uh, they don't understand what it was like before yeah but there we are um yeah, Joe Kinnear. And then it was Alan Shearer that took over, wasn't it, after Kinnear? Um, yeah, he tried to save them from relegation, but they did assisted end up going by down. Ian Dowie. God, and um, who turned it down? Harry Redknapp turned it down, didn't he? Redknapp was almost on the brink of taking the job. Oh, I remember that from Portsmouth, yeah. And I think Venables as well. Venables was in the frame. Yeah. And neither of them fancied it because... It was obviously quickly turning into a basket case of a club. Well, Dennis Wise was I, running. I remember the story of Redknapp because it said it's. It was suddenly woke up one out of the blue. It was in. It was in the. Um, it was in the uh, paper, and it said Redknapp is going to Newcastle. Yeah, they're going to pay him silly money because it was when Redknapp was flying at Portsmouth. Yeah, and they're going to pay him silly money, but he wants to stay living on the south coast that's right because he's got his own with Sandra so they that Mike Ashley had said that he would fly him up and down for training every day of the week yeah that is the most I mean when you bring together Dennis Wise Mike Ashley and Harry Redknapp it could have been so beautiful and that is like that is like this fine age I'll stick you on a private jet it'll come and land in your backyard and <laughs> round about eight-ish you get you have your you finish your fried eggs and your kippers. <laughs> You'll be up north within an hour. Do a little bit of training and that. Fly back down in time for neighbours at tea time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to admit, mate, you're tempting me here. I mean, you know me. I love flying around on planes. It's exciting. The idea of doing it twice a day, every day of the working week. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Be even better is on an helicopter, though. <laughs> wasn't the B that could have been so good. Yeah. The other um, managerial meltdown that season was Rafa Benitez at Liverpool. Oh, when he read out his list, he had his list, yeah, um, a prepared handwritten statement. Uh, it was all about Alex Ferguson, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. When he started saying fact, 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 yeah. Uh, he, he accused Ferguson of single-handedly destroying the FA's respect campaign, <laughs> of, of fearing Liverpool's title challenge, mm. and of hypocrisy over complaints regarding the season's fi- fixture schedule. Fact, mm. fact, fact. Um, he claimed that Ferguson acted above the law. He warned Chelsea to expect the Scot to intimidate match officials at Old Trafford, etc., <laughs> etc. <cetera>, et <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Can you imagine Alex Ferguson watching this, stroking his cat yeah, yeah, up in yeah. Manchester? Hey, this Keep is going. good. That's right, Rafa. Keep going, Spaniard. That's right. I am going to intimidate the referees. I'm going to intimidate the officials at Chelsea and every other fucking crowd. I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned <laughs> that, but now that's on. And you that's know what? Then. I don't even need to do anything now. You've done my work for me. <laughs> Because they're going to be thinking about it themselves, and before I've even arrived, they're going to feel intimidated. And do you know what Ferguson said about Benitez afterwards? What? what? He's angry and disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I miss Job Ferguson. Done. Job done. I miss, I miss Ferguson. 
I pity him in many ways. We're all very concerned about Rafa, and he should know that we're here for him. Rafa, it's good to talk, and I'm just on the other end of a phone line whenever you need me, day or night. <laughs> we're all part of the managerial community. We all look after each other. Fuck you now. If you ever need to talk, you know my number. And, Rafa, um, I want you to know something. I know you're angry at me right now, and you're confused. But you need to know, Rafa, that I love you. I love you like a brother. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for you. That's all I want to say. <laughs> and let's just remind ourselves who it was that won the uh, the Premier League. It was, yep, yeah, it was Manchester United. Oh, of course. Fucking hell, it seems so distant now, doesn't it? You know, like, we're getting so old that it seems really... On the one hand, it seems very recent that everyone was talking about how Manchester United were this big club, this sleeping giant, mm. who hadn't won the league in, what was it, 26 years, I think. Yeah. Right, and everyone's like, fucking hell, you know, it's incredible how long they've had to wait to win the league. And um, we just, you people thought it would never happen. And then first winning it, I remember watching the news when it broke and there being, like, kids outside Manche- outside Old Trafford celebrating... Yeah. And that was the beginning of an era. And that era is already not just gone, come and gone. It's in the distant past. Gone, See what I'm it? trying to say? Yeah, yeah. The things that on the one hand seem that they've only happened recently are actually just, they ended ages ago. And the fact that Man City were taken over by the Abu Dhabi Corporation, whatever it is, was mm. 11 years ago. Now. I know. It doesn't seem like they've been... Fuck me, mate. It's going to be the blink of an honour. I mean, you and I are just going to be in our fucking... Well, you'll be in your Spanish retirement, Rick. I hope so. Jesus. I don't know where I'll probably I hope with any luck I'll be on the Isle of Wight in a little rig in Shanklin I, I think we can both end up working as pool cleaners oh, if nothing that. else works out for yeah, us yeah we'll be there and we'll be looking back and with any luck Sunderland and West Ham will be the two predominant powers God, yeah. in world football Jesus. Yeah. we'll be like Manchester City and Liverpool vying for the league and the Champions League every year yeah a few little stats from the season before we go some of the managers of the month awards included Gary Megson of Bolton Wanderers in November yeah. uh, David Moyes at Everton in February Benitez won it in March but then in April Alex Ferguson won it mm. and of course Ferguson was manager of the season uh, top scorer any guesses who that might have been that season Shearer was retired of course oh it's got to have been Henri um, no he, he was, he'd gone as well uh, he'd gone R- R- Ronaldo was second Cristiano Ronaldo was second on Rooney. the goals Nicholas and Elka, nine angles for it, Chelsea. For Chelsea, yeah. fuck mate, it's impossible to know who he's playing yeah, for. I mean, com- you'd forget. I'd forgotten he fucking played for Chelsea. It's completely gone from my mind. Yeah, totally. Let's have a little sponsor quiz. We've done that for a while. Oh yeah, great. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Britannia. Oh, uh, Stoke City. Stoke City, very good. Carlsberg. Hmm, that had to be Liverpool. Uh, that was Liverpool. Liverpool yeah. yeah. Uh, LG. I fucking know this one. You can see it, can't I you? I can fucking see I it. I can see it on the fucking shit. I can fucking taste it. <laughs> I can taste the LG. Is it Aston Villa? It's full of... Ah, you can't. Uh, we'll have one more. <laughs> we'll have... Uh, Crown Paints. Oh, that used to, that was Liverpool one. in their heyday. It was, but and they in, came back. Not in 2008, it wasn't. Fuck. Ah, you'll not get this. It's, it's Blackburn. Blackburn rules. Fuck it now. So there we are. Uh, Manchester United won the league. 
um, Newcastle and Middlesbrough West Bromwich Albion got relegated and that is the 2008-2009 season we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back with 2009-2010 very shortly mm. we'll see how that goes thanks yeah. for listening see ya TTFN This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,